Hey sports fans, welcome to episode 51 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page with the same name, State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That is a really hard word for me to say for some reason. Subscribe to the subscribe. podcast. So you're alerted when a new episode is out and share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which we are taking a break from during the, the shutdown, but don't forget to do that. Uh, episode 51, we're going to continue with our part two of our three-part series where we name the top Michigan athletes or just icons, if you will, um, alphabetically by their last name. Uh, we might have to cheat on a letter here, but we'll get into that later. Uh, we will name I through Q this week. We will also get down and dirty talking about the NFL draft, which is just a couple days away. I'm so excited for that. It's nervous. Wild. I don't think I'm going to sleep until until it's <laughs> done. So you guys are going to be worried about me. Um, and then, of course, we will grade some Michigan beers. I am Sam Waldhart, and with me today we got Ryan Waldhart and Micah Smith. Once again, Kyle is off in hiding, but he will be back soon. Um, before we get into our beers, there, there's a big topic going around the, the sports world, and, and without anything really worth talking about, like with live sports, it seemed like it was must-see live television on Sunday night watching the Last Dance documentary. Um, it seemed like at least I know, Micah, you said is it you, a dancing show? It's a dancing show, yeah. So Dancing with the Stars is all it. It's yeah, that last dance. I saw yeah, it was it's great. the last yeah. one. The last one was amazing. Um, but it's not talking about it. The documentary about the Bulls and like their their dynasty and and how it ended is is kind of what it, it seems to be yeah, painting ni- out. Ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, the reason why it ended is is kind of what it. That's what it felt like to me, is what they're kind of working towards, um, and how it's going to end. I got to say, this could not have come at a better time. They did a. I guess they moved it up quite a. They did. Yeah, they moved it up just so. You know, people had something to watch right well, now. Well, for a lot of reasons, and I think they're all good reasons, because I heard they had, what, like six to eight million viewers the first, Is that what first it was? night? Yeah. Holy smokes. So, I mean, pe- people just need this content. We need to know. We need to watch something yeah. and have something on a schedule to, to go to go watch. We yeah, and it that. didn't seem like it was a show that a lot of people were, oh, I'll catch, catch up on it. It was, I'm going to watch this when it's on. We took the for time. For the first time, yeah. <laughs> we suffered through commercials. It was tough. <laughs> But it was, it was, yeah. But um, I don't know. It was just, it was kind of cool to see the sports world just kind of all connect in that way and and just sit back and enjoy it. I I loved it. I thought it was the way that they were doing it with starting with the season. Right, they were just introducing the ninety seven ninety eight season, uh, showing the behind the scenes footage that I think we all crave for any team. We yeah. just love to see athletes behind the scenes in the locker rooms. So you get to see a little bit of that. And then they're, them going back and forth to how this whole Bulls dynasty started. Yeah. Obviously, it starts with Michael Jordan. I loved that. The the year yes. timeline thing that they were going up yeah, and down. Great. That was so cool. And then they focused. It's not just Jordan, though. It's about the team. Yeah. So they, they spent a lot of time on Scottie Pippen. We saw some sides of him that I have not been familiar with. I remember some of these stories pretty vaguely, but I, I was also too young to appreciate the contract situations yeah. and, and the, you know, like how bizarre is it that Phil Jackson was told he was not going to be the coach? Yeah. You could win all 82 games and you're, you're not going to be the you're coach. You're just not going to be the coach. So, I mean, <laughs> this is what a refresher. This has been fun and it's only been one night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was the first two episodes and they're going to kind of get into the bowl or sorry, the, the Pistons, it seems like this next week. So I think from based on what I saw, it, was, it looks like it was going to be Rodman episode yep. three 
and then get into the Pistons and, and their their side of it. Yeah. I'm a little nervous for that. I hope that they don't make it make the Pistons I know they were the bad boys, but I hope they don't make them look too bad, right? Like I don't know. I don't I don't see how anybody is gonna look bad in the end. Yeah. Because the the Pistons it, it other only, than Kraus. Yeah, Kraus looks terrible. <laughs> well and, and, and the, the, owner. the owner, right? Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name, but Jerry something. Yeah, they're both Jerry's, aren't they? They are, yeah. Two very oh, I got it right here. It's Jerry Reinsdorf is the owner. Yeah. And it's then so Jerry, weird Jerry that... Kraus is the idiot that broke the whole thing up. Yeah. Yeah, I got a joke there, Spoiler but I'm not, I'm not gonna bring it up. <laughs> you do? I can't. No, this no, the, okay. the two Jerry's can't can't stand those two Jerry's. <laughs> that, they're gonna be the bad guys in this in this whole documentary. So yep, um, <laughs> that's where that's all I'm saying. Okay, um, <laughs> Mike is losing it over there. Um, but yeah, I, I was really happy with it. I'm I'm anxious to see how how they paint the Pistons. What, what was the most surprising thing about the first night? For, I mean, for me, it was just it was just a lot of information that I didn't know. Like you said, like we 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 were watching a lot of those games at Grandma and Grandpa's together. So like we were watching those those games, but you don't realize what it is. You just when you're that age, you know when the shot goes in, you know the final score, all of those little things. But it's like you don't like we weren't listening to sports talk. We weren't watching ESPN Sports yeah. Center constantly, and they weren't. Just all everything going on behind the scenes was mind blowing to me, I, in a I, lot of ways. I couldn't get over how how Jerry Krause, how he even got his job. He just becomes <laughs> a general manager because he's like, yeah, he was with me with the White Sox. Yeah, and, he was uh, a he, scout for the White Sox. Yeah, he or asked. He asked about the job. He asked if he could have it. So I said, yeah, sure, why not? Like, <laughs> give it a shot. Crazy. <laughs> wow. What a difference. That's yeah. how you get a job. Yeah. yeah. What a difference between then and now. Like <laughs> that's insane. These guys are so sought after now like they're they're known as geniuses if they can put a team together and this guy was just like yeah i want to give it a shot i'm a baseball guy but i can i can probably do basketball too <laughs> yeah exactly oh that was crazy pretty, that was pretty insane um i don't know i, th- I th- think i i think i've made it clear I, i'm more of a lebron guy i think he is the greatest of oh, all time you didn't do i don't that. want to turn it into this but you just did <laughs> but i am surprised how team first Michael Jordan has has come across in the first two episodes. I think it'll be interesting to see how it transitions into this final year and he and see how he's kind of painted in this picture. But like he you definitely see that he's he's a jerk. I'm not gonna say he's a great person or anything like that. But it really truly feels like everything he says and is motivated towards is winning every single game. And I I think that's very cool. Like that's rare in basketball right now for the people that are watching basketball now. It's more like, oh, I'm going to take my time. It's all about the end. It's all about the championship. It's, it's yeah. not about today's game. It's about the future game. He, he couldn't take a, a game off. Yeah. And the stories about Jordan is he couldn't even take a practice off. So he required every single person to be that same way every single day on the court. Yeah. In practice or on, you know, you know playing the game. So that's, that's the legend of Jordan. That's what we're getting to see. And it couldn't come at a better time. We all need this kind of content to be able to watch and and yeah to just soak it up yeah i i am excited to watch it and, and i think they're doing it well so far i hope the the pistons one doesn't turn me off to the whole documentary because I, I should watch it um but we'll, we'll jump into some some beer intros um but before we do i want to remind everyone that although you cannot sit at the hops brewing company and cafe you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown they're open monday through friday from five to seven so you can continue to support them by purchasing crawlers, growlers, and gift cards and merchandise. 
They have great beer and great staff that we need to support now more than ever. DeHops is the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020. And if you mention State of My Sports, you get a dollar off your crowler or $3 off a growler fill. So totally worth bringing us up while you're there. Uh, Mike, do you want to start us off with, with a beer intro? Yeah, I can do that. Tonight I'm drinking something from Creston Brewery. It's called uh, Bocanon. It's a hazy New England IPA. And the can is really cool. It's got a flamingo on it. It's got a flamingo, some sprinkles, and uh, uh, some evolution on there, apparently. Cool. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good beer so far. Yeah? So. Is it yeah. solid? Yeah, this is good. I'm yep. ex- i I got to try a little bit of that before, before we sign off. Yeah, for sure. Ryan. Uh, yeah, I am drinking Oberon Ale from Bell's Brewery. It's out. It is out. It is out. Yeah, yeah. it's a good beer. It's yeah, a good it's a summer good beer. beer. Yeah, I, this isn't my style. I'll just be up front with that right away. But um, it is. It is good though. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna wail on it too much. Yeah, I love Oberon with the orange. It has to have the orange in my opinion for it to taste good. Yeah, I That's think it's a beer key. that differs so much year to year. I, yeah. I mean, some years I think it's great, and then the next year it's like, uh, <laughs> was it really that good last year? Yeah. But. I'm just, I'll give it a shot on a nice, hot summer day with an orange. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's when I'll have to grade it. So, What do you got? I have, uh, from the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, uh, their double IPA. Double, huh? Double in it. I needed a double after today. It was a long day. <laughs> You've had a lot of those I feel like I say that every lately. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> every Tuesday's a long day. That's an inside joke for us. But, um, yeah, so uh, I love their beer and double it in it. It can't go, can't go wrong. It's a good beer. All right, enough of that song. That's <laughs> a good choice, right? Yeah, a pretty good choice. <laughs> so let's get into the next part of this, uh, the next segment here. We're, we're, we're it's part two of three. Uh, what we've been doing here is we're just using the last name of all Michigan icons uh, within their respective sports. So anybody in the state of Michigan that's played for college or pro sports teams, we're going through each letter of the alphabet. And so for the first part of this, we went through A through H. And so I'm just going to give you a little recap here. Uh, a, we had Sparky Anderson. Uh, B, Chauncey Billups. C, Miguel Cabrera. For the letter D, Pavel Datsuk. E, Braylon Edwards, F, Sergey Fedorov, G, Kurt Gibson, and H, Gordy Howe. Those are some pretty big names. Really big names. Huge and actually, names. I, we missed a really big one. And No, we I, couldn't have done that. Yeah, a listener actually. I got in a pretty heated argument with one of our listeners. <laughs> pissed. Absolutely pissed that we didn't bring up Scotty Bowman. And then as soon oh. as that name was brought up to me, I got pissed at myself as well. Like, oh, yeah. That is... How do I miss out on Scotty Bowman? I mean, I I consider myself a hockey guy. Yeah, I, I don't know if true. I can do that anymore. Like that was would I was he, embarrassed. Would Would you change the list then? Would Chauncey Billups still be your number one, or would Would Bowman jump in? That Ooh. That is the tough one because, I mean, Scotty Bowman's obviously the, I I think the greatest hockey coach of all time. That that's that is basically what he's labeled. I think he has like eleven Stanley Cups or something like that. Something insane. Whoa, uh, a lot. Uh, he likes winning. But he had a good career before, several cups before. So that's where I'm like, I don't know. 
I mean, so did Billups, though. I, I don't know if he'd had the rings before no, or if he, he won any championships, but it was just. All of Billups' success was with the Pistons. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys and the listeners. I feel like we <laughs> we got to figure this out. Should Scotty Bowman be ranked over Billups? That's you know really tough. Yeah, that should just be some sort of poll question. Yeah. Right? And then let's yeah. let's move on. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to circle we're, back on this one. Before, be, we, yeah. before we laminate our sheets and post it on the Facebook and stuff like that, we got to get this. We'll get it right. Got to get it right. But So I'm just going to yeah. put dot, 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 Scotty Bowman question mark for now because that's what. I want to hear it from those people. Yeah, exactly. The, the listeners, uh, we, we got we to gotta know what's, what's right here. So the next letter is I, right? Yep. yep. And uh, we could not really find too many. And by we, I mean Sam. We could not find <laughs> too many eyes. There, there really aren't. There's not a big selection of of eyes in the uh, of greats in the state of Michigan. Yeah. So the names that we came up with, Cedric Irvin. I mean, they're big names. Mike Illich and Tom Izzo. There you go. We were in a heated. I went. I say heated a lot, even though it wasn't That's... heated. There were, That's yeah. Mr. Sparty, right? No, no punches were thrown in the making of this podcast or this list yet. Um, so where do we want to go with this one? Yeah. I, in my head, it's Illich or Izzo. Yeah, I want to give a little backstory here. So we were kind of going over some of these names before just to make sure we were all on the same page. And I brought up Izzo. I'm like, well, eyes, yeah, that's probably an Izzo, even though Illich is a big one. And, and these two guys just looked at me like, What? Are you serious? Like, are you just discounting what Illich has done for the for Detroit? Are you kidding me with the Red Wings and Tigers? I'm like, okay, but I mean, Izzo is a living legend right now, and he's the face of the of the organization. He's probably a top 10, 15 college basketball coach of all time. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a hard one. It is really tough. I I lean towards Illich because he has multiple championships. He put a ton into the Tigers. He rescued the Tigers. He rescued both franchises really big time. Like. It's not necessarily just, you know, he, he happens to be the owner of the Detroit Red Wings who were really good through the 90s and 2000s. It, it's not that. They were absolutely terrible. They were the Dead Wings. That's what they were known of, yep. known for that was throughout the, the 80s and early 90s. It was like it, they either choked when they were good or they were absolutely terrible. Yep. And he rescued them from that. Yep. So that's where I lean towards Illich because... I don't know, but but Izzo's kind of the same thing. Like without Izzo, it, it, what are the Spartans? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, without Izzo, I would say MSU basketball is non-existent. Yeah, it's just a middling school and program, right? I mean, right. without Izzo, you don't get the championship. You don't get the Final Fours. You you don't they they are known all across the country for college basketball because of Izzo. Correct. Yeah, I, I mean, know. Magic Johnson was in. I guess we'll get. Into yeah, we'll get into soon, that one. Don't but, don't jump the gun yeah, on that but, one. <laughs> I mean, like he he was the one who kind of started the whole Michigan State basketball thing. But but the program didn't go. So I mean, it, it, there was a resurgence with Izzo. So I can't say that that Michigan State basketball was nothing before that because they, they were, were successful. Yeah. They did have some some big names. Yeah, and it, probably multiple national titles. How many titles do they have total? Does anybody uh, know? They that? have. In, this is off the top of my head, but they have two, 1979 and 2000. That's it? Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. I would think so, yeah. But, I mean, man. It, I, I guess, to me, the argument would come down to, I understand Illich is a big name, but he he's not a coach. He's not a manager. He's not a player. Where, where Izzo is a coach. Yeah. 
Izzo, like Ryan said off air, I mean, he might have said it, when, and I missed it, but Izzo is the face of Michigan State basketball. Yeah. And, and, and Illich isn't. However, behind the scenes, he is the face of Detroit. Yeah. I, I'm i okay with Izzo. Well, and he's multiple. Illich is multiple <laughs> franchises, Wait, now you're too. changing it up. I know, I know. Multiple, right. multiple franchises, too, though. So, I'd be okay with going with Izzo. I would be okay with either. So we just got to have a vote. I think Tom Izzo. All right, let's go with Tom Izzo. Okay. All right, yeah. Izzo Tom Izzo is. is getting the letter I for now until someone brings up a better I, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which probably won't be one. All right, so we'll jump down to Jay. Um, I'm going to list off some names here. We got Vinny Johnson, Calvin Johnson, Magic Johnson, Clinton Jones, Ray Jackson, John Jansen. John Jansen was a solid Michigan player. Yep. Two names stand out to me. Calvin Johnson, Magic Johnson. Yeah. The Johnson brothers, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Where do we go from here? This, this is tough because icon, you think magic. Magic is still an icon in the world of basketball. And he still shows up, right? He still shows up to He's, the Michigan State He does State show games. up to a lot of Michigan State games. In March when they have him. <laughs> yeah. But Calvin Johnson was one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Guaranteedly, I mean, definitely the best wide receiver in his in his era. Yes. So, I mean, so you look at it, you're really starting to compare 10 years in, in Detroit for Calvin. Was it three years, I want to say, probably for, for Magic Johnson? I think he in came Michigan out at, State, as a junior, yeah. But he was probably only Magic for one and a half of those. You know what I'm saying? Like, before he was truly Magic Johnson. Uh, no? Was I he mean, Magic Johnson right away? Was yeah. he one of the best out of the high school? Yeah, he was okay, one of the best. Okay, I didn't know that. And he He's went to magic. high school in Michigan, right? Yeah, he did. So... Man, this one's really tough, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings if we don't pick Magic. But I don't think you can. I why? Think, I think why? You, I you think say you have it so to I, go. <laughs> that somebody seriously might hurt me because this is this. Well, <laughs> your family too. Um, there's I, family members' feelings that could get hurt in this. Tread lightly, Ryan. Yeah, well, I will. Yeah. Okay. So I think you said it perfect in the pre-show discussion. I don't remember what I said. You said Magic is Hollywood. Magic is Hollywood. Yes, he's California. And where has he gone since this? Yeah, he, yeah, he comes back in March. But when it's not March, he's not in Michigan. He's not the face of the of Michigan State basketball. He doesn't even really show up. He just shows up for March, and, and he wants to get on camera, and, and they always give him yeah. the camera. And I'm sure they're paying him to be there. Yeah, <laughs> right? they probably are. But I, my point is he, he lives in California. He works in California. His job now, he is part ownership of the Dodgers. He tries to do anything with the Lakers as he can. I mean, that didn't really work out for him. Yeah. But he, he's always gone back. He's Hollywood. He's in California. I think that that is a good reason why it should be Calvin. And anybody who brings him up, again, <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those trivia questions. And most people probably get it right. But if you're not a diehard sports fan, you wouldn't know that he goes to Michigan State. Yeah. If you're just casually watching – March Madness, and you see him on on camera up in the booth watching the game. You'd be like, "Oh, yeah, okay." Why is yeah. he wearing a Spartan shirt? Yeah, and then you, like next thing you know, you're on Google. Where did Magic Johnson exactly, go to school? Yeah, oh, Michigan State, really. But Calvin Johnson was the best wide receiver in football for what'd you say, nine years, ten years, and he he is Detroit Lions. Yeah, it did not end pretty, but that's yeah. Not his does fault. that does that hurt? No, that I think or it's, no? Cause, no, because Lions fans hate the Lions. That's true. We he hate the fits, Lions organization. He kind of fits the fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're on his side. 
All right. So <laughs> right. You know, I, I I would lean towards Magic still because of the breakup with Calvin personally. If Calvin comes back and is the rah rah guy that Barry Sanders is to the Lions, then he's my guy, and I think he would take over this spot. For me, I would go Magic. So, Ryan, you're going Calvin. I'm going Magic. Micah, you're the tiebreaker here. Where are you going? Two teams I don't like. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> but, I don't it's know. Unbiased. Just, out of a gut feeling, I'm going to go Calvin. All right. I We're, think he seems more Michigan or Detroit than magic magic does seem hollywood like you know, ryan said you know what though i did i did go to a um i don't remember the guy's name anymore he's an espn guy but i i saw like a childhood memories type show where they were recapping magic's life okay and they did it in east lansing and when i was in college i went to east lansing and i watched it i was like in, oh, you know, cool. in the crowd watching magic so it's not like he's completely disappeared from michigan yeah calvin has calvin has disappeared from from detroit but it's done. So you're, you, I feel like Ryan's like wishy washy here. You're oh, yeah. really hurting us here. I'm very. I thought we were moving on, and now it's on you. Let's playing. do magic. <laughs> you want to do magic, magic now? Johnson. He just he picked Calvin, made me feel like a pile of crap for picking him, <laughs> and then switched. All yeah, right. we got a gang up on Micah here. He All right, picking Calvin. It's magic. All right, so we're going magic, or we going Calvin? Magic. Magic. All right. You guys are rotten. You're right. welcome, no, Ryan. You're rotten. Calvin, let's move on. Hey, j- Dad, while you're listening, just so you know, I did all of that work. I am the reason why we're picking Magic, not Ryan. <laughs> he wanted to make his dad just, proud. Just don't listen to the previous three minutes of me saying, okay, Calvin. But yeah. All right. All right, move on. Move on. Oh, Magic man. Johnson gets the J. Um, all right, so we're getting over to the Ks. So we got Vladimir Konstantinov, Red Kelly, a couple Red Wings there, LK Line, Alex Karras. Jimmy King, Ron Kramer, um, Vladimir Konstantinov would have had a very good career. Unfortunately, he lost it. Still a big Red Wing name, but no, I don't think he wins. Honestly, I I don't know a whole lot about Red Kelly. I'm actually kind of angry that they retired his number recently because I don't know anything about him. Right. I was a little angry about that. So I don't want – it's got to be Al Kaline. Al Kaline. Right. Let's not even. Yep. So we'll just we just saved a ton of time on that. Yeah, one. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> just, we we made. We're up. done with them. All right, so we'll jump down to L. Um, Ryan, you want to read off some of these names so I can take a drink? Yeah, here we go. Bob Lanier, Bob, uh, Bill Lambeer, Igor Larionov, Reed Larson, Ted Lindsay, uh, Nicholas Lindstrom, Mickey Lolich, Chet Lemon, Bobby Lane, Dick Night Train Lane, Dick Le- Le- LeBeau, LeBeau, LeBeau. Uh, Ty Law, Jake Long, Joe Lewis. I mean, the L's are stacked. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of L's. There's a lot of L names here. I want to I want to real quick have a shout out to Carrie for thank you for joining our Facebook live here and watching us. Uh, Shane, hello to you out there, buddy. What's up, Shane? And then we got uh, Dina J Sinky. Thank you for watching. Awesome. And there's more, no. but those are the three that I wanted uh, to reach right. out to. How about no, that? No other L names. <laughs> yeah, no other How L names. How about that L name? Chet Lemon. Chet Lemon. I what love a that name. That is one of the greatest sports names ever. Absolute legend, yeah. But he's not going to get the L today. <laughs> he's a good center fielder. Actually, he, he is going to get the L because he's the loser today oh, on, on our, right? So geez. he just got the L. Jeez, I don't I don't <laughs> want to even be on this list anymore. <laughs> just being just a loser. Just wait until W's. Yeah. <laughs> are there any good W's? I don't know. <laughs> Wald Hearts, maybe. Um... Yeah, so, all right, there, there's a name that stands out to me with, with Nicholas Lidstrom. 
I mean, the greatest defenseman of all time, arguably Bobby Orr, but I think it's Lidstrom. There's nobody else that deserves that other than the greatest of all time here, right? Um, there, again, a lot of names here. I thought Joe so Lewis is another one. Bill Lambeer, we brought up early, just talking before this, but but he he's not like a Hall of Fame type player. He's beloved in Michigan, but he's the talent and the skill is not there. Okay, he's a bad boy, but but the name is bigger than what he actually was. Yeah. All right. Cool. I love Crossing that you brought list. up Lidstrom, who played in a building named Joe, Joe Lewis. Lewis. That's crazy. I didn't even think of that. You didn't? We I read, didn't. We read both of those <laughs> names. Hey. Didn't, it didn't click that, like, I'm <laughs> drinking, okay? Just be be nice, guys. He's drinking Bob, a double. Bobby Lane is an old one, right? I mean, that's like yeah. a, that's a, I think uh, he was a quarterback, right? Yeah, For the Lions when yep. they won the championship. 50s, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, He's that, the one that everybody brings up. I know. <laughs> That's the only why you know it. Stafford's the greatest quarterback of all time. Well, you know, Bobby Lane. <laughs> Bobby Lane. <laughs> Mickey Lolich, good name too. Yeah. I, mean, I think I think Lidstrom, I'm going to agree with you. That that has to be the choice here. Hall, right. Hall of Fame type talent. One of the best defensive players of all time. And he's just a Red Wing in and out. I, I don't know. E- easy choice. All right. Agreed. All right, Lidstrom. Jump down to the letter M. We got Dick McGuire, Rick Mahorn, That's Darren McCarty, Larry Murphy, Jack Morris, Herman Moore, Johnny Morton. They were a good duo right there. So if one of them gets it, they both get it. Um, Tony Mandarich. That's actually not how that works. No? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm new to this. Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and Mario Manningham. All right. We can cross a lot of these off pretty quick. Um, Dick McGuire, I couldn't tell you where where he's from. Rick, <laughs> I think he was a piston. <laughs> Probably, uh, Rick Mahorn was a piston as well. He was, yeah, yeah. And uh, Rick Mahorn is a Michigan State guy too, right? Couldn't tell you that. I'm gonna, um, I'm he's about to tell you. Darren McCarty, obviously, we love him here in the state of Michigan. He's a fan favorite. He's just a fan favorite. He yeah. doesn't deserve to get a letter, um, unless he wants to fight Lemieux again. Then I'm okay with that. So I'd I'd <laughs> love to see it. <laughs> All right. So I I look at it. I mean, Larry Murphy, he's a Hall of Famer, but. Not necessarily with the Red Wings. I looked at kind of coming down to Herman Moore and Jack Morris, personally. I, Herman Moore was one of my favorites growing up. Loved the guy. Herman? Herman Moore. He, he was so good. Yeah. I mean, he has, like, every record that Calvin doesn't have, Herman Moore has. His name definitely rings a bell with me. Yeah. So, but Jack Morris won a championship. We're literally watching, I mean, the the game... So there, there's the camera, but on the other side of the camera is Jack Morris pitching. He's pitched eight innings, 87 pitches, 64 strikes, 23 balls. So there you go. If you guys are curious, this is the 80, 84 World Series. He said, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Um. So I mean, he's great. He had a good career outside of Detroit as well. But I think winning the championship is massive. I think. I think Jack Morris. I agree. You okay with that, Jack Micah? Jack Morris, yep. All right, Jack Morris it is. Moving on. Hey, do you want to remind Facebook what we're doing right now? All right, so, yeah, we're what we're doing is we're going through a, the greatest of all time, basically, in the state of Michigan. We're going alphabetically, last name, A through Z. Uh, we're in our second part of our three-part series. Um, so if you haven't listened to the first podcast, go back right then and, and listen to the A through H, I think it was. Perfect. Yes, it was. And we're going to, next episode, we're going to finish this list and we're going to post it really nicely to our our Instagram and the Facebook and stuff like that. Excellent. So keep an eye out for that. Share it with your friends and 
help us grow our audience. So, all right. So we got letter N. Not a whole lot here. <laughs> like this one N, was kind N of for no. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I was looking <laughs> the Drew Neitzel, John Navarre, and Hal Newhauser. So yeah. you this gotta is go really, Drew Neitzel, right? This is where that's where I went towards. <laughs> and then we no. talked John Navarre. Yeah, what very very successful quarterback. Yeah, very, very successful. Hey, yeah. Mike, thanks for hopping on and watching us, and Chase, you as well. Thank you. Um, so we got we got three names here. Two were average quarter, average players in college in in the state of Michigan. But then Ryan, you looked, you decided to look up Hal Newhouser. I, yeah. So this I mean, is what it's going to take here to get the the letter H or N. Sorry, Hal Newhouser. He he is a household name for the Tigers. Um, but but really going back and looking at the stats, you don't realize how good this guy was. And he was his best years were in the 1940s for the Tigers. And I'm just gonna give I'm gonna highlight three seasons. Okay. I could I could do it like five five to six seasons, but I'm gonna do three. Okay. 1944, 29 wins. That's a lot of wins. <laughs> a lot of wins. 312 innings pitched. 1945, 25 wins. 313 innings pitched. 1946, 26 wins, 292 for innings. And the ERAs in those years, 2.22, 181, and 194. So he was a stud. Yeah. He's winning Cy Young. So in in a lot of ways, he was the best of all, best in his era. In that 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 few years, yes. There's no chance John Navarre was ever one of the best quarterbacks. Drew Neitzel was not one of the best point point guards in, in their sport at that time. Right. He like, he was a back-to-back MVP winner as a pitcher, starting pitcher. Oh wow! Yeah, I think he has to win. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I couldn't tell you much about him. I, I hate picking people that I didn't see play, or like look back and watch their highlights or anything like that. But the numbers speak for themselves in this one. So Hal, congratulations! You are getting the letter N in this awesome list here. Um, so we had a question on on Facebook, what we're drinking. Can you guys just do a quick reminder of what I, I, I'm drinking from the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, the Double, the Double IPA. It's a beautiful beer, um, very tasty. Ryan, what are you I, drinking? From Bell's, I'm drinking Oberon Ale. And Oops. from Creston Brewery, I'm drinking uh, Bacanon or Bocanon. 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 Hazy New England IPA. Say that three times fast. Yeah. No. All right, so we are down Broken to on. our last two letters. Three, we got three more letters this week. Um, so we're gonna jump down to the letter O, the big O here. So we got Joe John o- Ogrondick. <laughs> the Very fact that I don't know really how to good. say his name, you know he's not gonna win. What era is he from? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Chris Osgood, Magli Ordonez, and Benny Oosterban. Couldn't tell you who that dude is either, but they were names that I pulled up. <laughs> so is there an Osterhaus in there? I feel like there should be an Osterhaus. <laughs> yeah, greatest greatest coach <laughs> hey. of all time, right? Um, all right, so I look at two names. You got Chris Osgood and Magli Ordonez, both very big names in the state of Michigan here. So we got to talk this one out and figure out who we're going with. I lean towards Osgood. I don't know if I'm hockey biased or if it's fair. So let's go with three-time Stanley Cup champion? I don't think Ordonez had won three Stanley Cups, did he? No, he didn't. But he did win a batting title. And he has one of the big... 356, right? That that home run that he hit... 
Ace. Well, yeah. Against the A, the walk-off Grand Slam. For like that. Polanco's it, wearing the ski it, mask. Oh, yeah, it would fit in great right now, right? Yeah, exactly. It gives you all he's the feels, thinking right? thinking way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't a championship. It wasn't one. I know. I feel like if they sold, if, if they sealed the deal winning a championship, I think Maglio should be the winner. But... You guys are trying to sell me on this. You don't have to. Chris Osgood is the It is Osgood. Hey. So all right, so we got we got Mike on on he's saying Mags no debate. What? On on our Facebook here. So Really? I'm a little I, I don't know. I I'd be curious if he's a hockey guy, but um for you know, he he might be on to something because Chris Osgood his entire tenure with Detroit every I I knew so many people that just wanted him out yeah I mean how many times did they try the to time. bring in somebody better it somebody seemed like had consistently to, yeah. that's what they did yeah and they'd be like oh the weak link on this team is Osgood it always but is he was in, amazing in 98 when they won that cup incredible yep. and he came in and filled in for Hasek he he replaced Hasek don't forget that in 2008 Red Wings lost the first two games of the first first series they brought in Osgood he won I want to say it was like I think he won. He won the next four for sure. I want to yep. say they swept. I think he won eight in a row, and then maybe, uh, man, who did they play in the conference final? It doesn't matter. But he he was incredible in that. Was it, wasn't conference final Colorado? It might have been. I I don't remember. But regardless, I mean, he was insane in 08. I think he kind of got gypped out of out of the Consmite uh, Trophy that year. Um, Zetterberg had that great shift, obviously. But man, Osgood. Is a lot better than what people think, and he's still part of the organization. I couldn't tell you where Maglio is. Is he still in in the United States? Don't know. <laughs> no clue right now. He's he's quarantined somewhere. somewhere. I guarantee you that. But somewhere he is. I mean, like, I don't want to hate on Mags. I don't. He was amazing, but it's got to be Osgood. It's sorry, Osgood. sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. You're. I'm not going to read your comments anymore because... I think they've had like three goalies in the last 40 years. And Osgood is <laughs> right? He yeah. was one of them. He's talking about like, all right, yeah, I played with all of these. He named so many. I was watching a, a tour that he was doing with Joe Louis Arena. He goes, oh, yeah, this is where Cujo sat. This is where Howard sat. Oh, yeah, he still sits there and stuff like that. It was just like, yeah, you've been around forever there, buddy. So. <laughs> was Cujo known for his mask or his play? His mask was one of the best. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. One of the best. I wish he could have got on the list for Jay, but he he was terrible. And we got we got a goalie on here talking about Mike Vernon, thinking he's cute and stuff. But oh, we're not in the V's. Boy. We're not in the V's, Zach. So just settle down. We'll get there. Just keep your six to midnight to <laughs> midnight on. to six. Well, let me add him to the list. Bring, yeah, we got to get him on. I think I actually did. Maybe. All right. So down to P. P. This is a long list. So is, bear yeah. with me here. We're 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 making some. I know most. We're of these making some too. progress, but all right. So we got Payshon. Payshon. Somebody tense. do this for me. I'm losing it. Payshon Prince. Yeah, thank Marcel. you. Marcel. You want me to take <laughs> Pro- over? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Payshon <laughs> Prince, Marcel Pronovost, Bob Probert, Lance Parrish, Robert Porsche. Right. Yep. Yep. I almost said Porcher. That's Brett bad. Perryman. Brett Perryman, Adrian Payne, Julian Peterson, Chris Perry, and Buddy Parker. And Mo Peterson as well. Just want to throw that in there. All right, so there's a couple names that stick out to me. I I, I don't know the history of, of all of the colleges, obviously. So that's where like I'm sure a lot of these names are coming from. 
Bob Prober is a big name. Robert Porsche is kind of the one that sticks out to me because he reminds me of my childhood. Like it was just Robert Porsche was always in there. He was always he was, getting yeah. into the plays and what. Like I don't know. Remember what he was he a tackle or was he an edge? No, he was a defensive end. He wasn't. Yeah, end? okay. Yeah, yeah. He I was, just he remember the, him getting in. So like he I loved the, that. He dude. would. He was our sack artist. He was our sack specialist. But he didn't really get that many. He maybe like nine, ten a year kind of guy. So yeah. I mean, so he was good. But what he did better than anybody else is draw the offensive lineman offsides. Offside. Well, yeah, didn't yeah. Didn't they to, like? Create a rule. They created a rule. It, 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 there was a guy in the Vikings. I'm I'm drawing a blank, but I mean that used to be a big part of football, and it's just interesting looking back at Robert Porsche. One of the re- one of the reasons he was so good is he would just he would have that flinch, and then and then the tackle would jump every single time. Okay. So he he always draw uh, false starts from from the offensive lineman. All right. So then there's Brett Perriman. I think is another. He was the wide receiver. Which. In 1995, Brett Perriman and Herman Moore, the combo of those two guys, I think this is right. I heard it a couple days ago on Sports Talk, but uh, they have the highest combined yardage in a single season in NFL history in, 19- really? in that year, 1995. Oh, so not anymore, probably. because no, 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 of the no, way no. That just the- single season. Okay, gotcha. Single season, two, two receivers, combined yards. Yeah. I Probert is a big name. I don't think he's big enough. Like he was just kind of the enforcer, which I'm not gonna downplay what that is because I love the, the those type of guys. Right. But I want to bring him up, but I don't think he deserves to be the P. So where where are we going? Like this was one that we actually didn't talk about. Yeah, we didn't. So what do we want to do here? Is there a name that sticks out? Tayshawn Prince, that block that he had against Tayshaun, Reggie Miller, dude. Yeah. And he was in, he was important to that that championship run. Yeah, he really was. He was he was the defensive guy. He was always on the best player. Chris Perry too, running back out of Michigan. He had a huge career for Michigan, four years. And he he was over a thousand yards at least three of those years. Yeah. So so the people on on the Facebook Live are are asking again what we're doing. We are naming A through Z, last names only, like through that. Yep. The each like we're naming the player for the state of Michigan, basically based on their last name, and they're they are the letter. Basically, like Moving how forward. kind of how big was their impact to the state of Michigan? Yeah, state so of Michigan sports, athletes, yep. coaches, owners, like whatever it is, like their impact on the state of Michigan and the sports, whether um, it's college related or professional exactly. related. Part two of three, so we're going through Q, so we're almost done here. We're right? almost done with with the part two, but we got to get through of, this, of of the P. three part series that we're doing. Um, so yeah, we're, we still got to figure out P. I look at so I want to say Robert Porsche or Tayshawn Prince personally. That, that's what I want to do. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I'm okay with it because I don't really have a good argument for these ones. Neither do I. I, <laughs> I don't. I'm going to go with Robert Porsche. I think he's a bigger name. I mean, recency bias is, is Tayshaun Prince, but I think Robert Porsche was a bigger impact overall. All right. I, I'm going to go with Porsche. I'm even, gonna, though, even though they didn't win, he was the best defensive player on the whole th- throughout the 90s for the Lions. Yeah, all right. So, so we just had a, a comment on on the Facebook. Robert, he embodied the blue collar Detroit mentality. The tough guy. I, I agree with that one. But that's that's Probert as well. Did you say Probert? Yeah. Oh, he did Probert. say Probert. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks for correcting me on that. <laughs> that I'm not good at multitasking. <laughs> not alone, <laughs> let alone drinking, talking, a double. thinking, and drinking. That's tough. <laughs> all right. So I I, I think Porsche is where we're going here. Now we're jumping down to the letter Q, the tough one. I had it empty, 
And then Ryan, like we were sitting watching the the documentary together, and he goes, "Well, did you think about Quinn?" <laughs> so we got that's, like, what, that's Quinn, where we Bob la- Quinn? yeah, that's where we landed with the two. We got Bob Quinn and Glover Quinn. Yep, we did it. Nice work, boys. So I think is there any? Can we save this for next week and save it for after the draft? Because if Bob Quinn <laughs> can no. kill, I think that's what we should do. Is that fair? Yeah. You can't do Absolutely. that on a yeah, podcast I that think. you run. Yep. No, that's what we're doing. We're saving <laughs> Q for next week. Glover if, Quinn had about three years. Yeah, but Bob Quinn could ruin this draft. If he or ruins he, it, screw you, Bob. All right, so, so we're going <laughs> Glover Bob. Quinn unless Bob Quinn kills it. If Bob Quinn qu- kills it next or this Thursday or this weekend, really, I'm I'm putting him on the list. There you go. So that's fair. tune in next week for that one. Um <laughs> That's what we're doing. Sorry. I, it was spur of the moment decision. Yeah. Executive decision. Or Perfect. CEO. Is that what you guys call me? The CEO? That's what you call yourself. <laughs> Every chance you get. Remember? Dude, people are watching. <laughs> Come on. Go with it here. <laughs> are we still doing this Facebook Live or no? We are still on the Facebook For Live. sure. But we didn't really figure out how we're going to end it. So I got to stop the podcast. But, I mean, what do we do here? Do we just thank everybody yeah, for absolutely. watching and tuning watching, in? Absolutely. Thank you guys for watching. We're going to continue to try to do this every once in a while. I think it worked out well. Yeah, we try um, to have a, a good time with this, and, and we need more listeners. Yeah, so, so, hey so listen so listen to the podcast. It'll come out tomorrow. What we're going to do is we're going to finish talking some, some of the draft stuff, kind of just p- picking our brains of what we want to see happen, what we don't want to see happen. Um, obviously, Lions fans are very opinionated. Um, and we are those. So, other than Micah, <laughs> so um, yeah. Thank you guys for watching, and, and just tune into the next next uh, s- segment on the podcast. So, thanks, yeah. guys. So, with the draft on Thursday. I mean, it, this is, it's coming down to it, boy. Like, this is a big week for the, for the Lions, for the NFL, for sports. I mean, we got something to look forward to in sports in general. So this is really exciting. Yeah, There's stress. a lot of, dude, I'm <laughs> losing it. I don't know how much, how many different mock drafts I've looked at. And it's not even like scrolling down and like looking at mock drafts. It's like, I'm looking for mock drafts to find what I want to see. Like, yeah. it's like, no, this isn't, nope. This one doesn't have trades. I'm not going to look at it. This one doesn't, like, wait, the Lions are taking Akuda at three and not trading down? Like, what? No, nah, I, I don't trust this one anymore. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't fit what I my narrative, I don't take too much. Or it. if they take, like, Chase Young or something, like, come on, that's not realistic. Don't get my hopes up. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so we do have some rumors going around that I, I think are worth talking about here Um, that will get into, I don't know, just what we want to happen and, and whatnot, but... Uh, we'll start with kind of the rumors that, that are going around, and, and if it turns into a conversation, great. If it doesn't, we'll just move on quick. Um, the first one here is, is is Lions seem to be falling in love with Derek Brown. I continue to hear that. Makes me really nervous. Yeah, it's not what I want to hear. It's not what I want to hear either. I also am not really sure and, with, with, and, with these rumors. Yeah, right? So yeah, I mean, take every, all it, these rumors with a grain of salt. It's just a rumor. Because Jeffrey Okuda is still being taken in almost all of these mock drafts. And you, and you have that listed here as, as one of the rumors is even though Derek Brown is being kind of uh, thrown out there more often, like, oh, Lions are interested. Their front office has definitely brought him up a lot. Um, 
Okuda has still been the guy, and and I and I feel good about that. I don't. I don't know. What do you What do you think about the Derek Brown? I I, I got to get so, my my so, thoughts together. So with Derek Brown, I'm okay with him. I, I feel like it's a need. I'm not saying like if if they draft him, it's the worst pick of all time because I think he he it is a need and it, he fits well from from what it from what it sounds like, but it better hell not be at three. That's yeah. that's my biggest worry. Is like if you're falling in love with this guy to pick at three, then I'm going to lose my freaking mind. And and I think that's my point of view on this too because we we have seen some dominant people, defensive linemen taken over the last you know five to ten years in the draft. And some of the names that I that come up to me are like the Mario Williams, yep. you know the Texans. Uh, you get um, what are some others? Like the guy a couple uh, of years ago, Jadavian Clowney. Jadavian Clowney was one. Uh, it, yep, go ahead, keep going. Yeah, Miles Garrett is, yep. a, is another one. You have some of the like the Buccaneers took an inside uh, lineman. Um, You're talking about the same that was the same draft as Sue, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Dom can Sue another one though. Yeah, I mean, Sue, and then who who was that same draft for the Buccaneers? Yeah, McCoy. I want to say Gerald McCoy. Gerald yeah. McCoy. Yep, you're so right. I mean these. The, Look, Derek Brown is none of them. He, I agree. He yeah. is not that dominant. Yeah. And I don't think we can justify taking an interior defensive lineman that high up in the draft when I don't think he has anything close to the production or the, the potential as Indomitian Sue. I completely agree with you. It, it's, he's a name if you find a way to, like, almost, it has to be a double trade down. For you to take him, I don't yes. want him at five either. No, I don't want. I don't him at want five. him at three. I don't want him at five, seven. It's like, okay, maybe if two guys are off the board. Yes. Yep. I, I completely agree with you on that. And it's, I don't know. Look, you look at Jadavian Clowney. I was looking at Jadavian Clowney. He was a cannot miss prospect. Yep. Everybody was talking about how dominant this guy was. You look at his footage; it's crazy. The guy just blew up running backs, blew up quarterbacks. He went anywhere he wanted on the field. He hasn't gotten ten sacks in a season in his career in the NFL. Yeah, he has not. He has yet to reach ten sacks. He's in about a to reach his what fourth team? Yeah, as well. And I want to say it's his fourth. Team. Everybody keeps getting this guy, thinking that he's going to make the difference. It takes a special defensive lineman to make a difference between winning and losing games, and I don't think that's something that you can just measure from a combine. It's a very important position, but it is not worth. A three, a number three, a number. It's really not worth a top ten pick. No, it isn't. Unless you are getting the greatest of all time. And I think and Chase, hands down, you're getting it. And, and I want to clarify. According to his measurables, he's nowhere near right. the guys you already you already brought up. Yeah, they the guys all ran... that are. It's like yeah, they're nice to have on your team. Like we're not saying that you don't want to have them on your team, but it's like you can fill in for those guys pretty easily. Yeah, and Derek Brown is not an athletic freak. He is he athletic? Of course he is, but he's not a sub five forty guy for an interior defensive lineman that you look at like a Sue was. He doesn't have the the long arms like a Sue did. He yep. doesn't have the explosiveness or first step or the the pass rush ability on the inside. He's mostly a run stuffer. Yep. This is not a difference maker, winning and losing games. To me, if you look at a guy like, am I allowed to start talking about yeah, the guys go, that I go want? for it? So we'll go on the next one. Yeah, go ahead. So the the next rumor is is most of the mock drafts that I still pull up. Are are I mean their lions are linked to Jeffrey Okuda, and I think if you get Jeffrey Okuda, you at least I think that instantly makes this line secondary, the cornerback position, legit. Yeah, I mean you got Trufant, yeah. Warrior. Hopefully, hopefully steps in and continues and to continues progress. to progress. You have Justin Coleman in the slot. 
that is ideal. I th- you just I, made a position a deep. strength. Yeah. A, yeah. a very deep position right there. Right. Defensive tackle like you you're bringing him in. So let's say you can, you bring in Derek Brown. You're bringing him in to be the best on your team today, tomorrow, like for the next f- 4 to 5 years. Like I, I just don't see I it. just don't see it. Yeah. I really don't either. So Sorry, keep going. Well, and Isaiah Simmons is the other one that, that like, if, you know, we're going to have an opportunity to draft him. Yep. And I think he is the only other person other than Akuda on the defensive side of the ball in this draft that you could I'm, – I'm, I'm discounting Chase Young because I'm assuming he's off the board here. But he is the only other defensive person that I think could change your team, build an identity around the defense, around, around one player, yep. and speed at that kind of a position with his instincts could do that. Yeah, you know, I, I I agree. And 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 another thing with 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 uh, Derek Brown, yeah, he he's more of a run stuffer. Who are we going against in this division? We're going against Kirk Cousins. We're going against Aaron Rodgers, and assuming Nick Foles, let's say he's he's the Nick Foles from Philly. Nick Foles, the they're not handoff specialists. Yeah, <laughs> they are pass specialists. They are the guys that you need to put pressure on and don't give them time to. Derek Brown is not that guy to cause that. He's more of a two-down back, or not, not even back, two-down tackle there because yeah. he's not going to rush the, the passer on third third and five. He's in there to make sure they don't get three yards Yep. on on first down. Yeah, I agree with you. So I, I just hope that rumor is just a rumor and it's something that's being brought up <laughs> to so throw well. people off. So he's brought up Akuda. Um, I, I keep hearing that don't be surprised if the Lions – Take an offensive lineman. I'm at three. I'll be pissed if you trade down a couple times. I feel like it's a very similar thing as Derek Brown is. Look, yeah, you could create some depth. You could bring in somebody that will help. Like, no question, will help a not-so-deep position. But at three or five, no thank you. Um and then a couple other things is, is the return from the Dolphins will be 5-39. and 39. I keep hearing that. Um, one, one thing that I think is, is worth talking about, Bob Quinn said it takes it takes two to tango. Um, several times in this, in his, he brought he said that several times in his pre-draft video conference. Um, it makes me a little worried that he's just not getting the attention that he thought he was going to get for three. Um, I, I, jump down to another one. The Redskins are getting calls at, at two. So, where where are we at here? Like that makes me really nervous. Is he doing a bad job of not selling the number three pick? Are more people focused on the number two pick because they think they can get really who they want, and the price won't be that much higher? Like, I'm just asking him. I I mean I know you don't have the answers, um, but I I I watched one uh, mock draft, and I think it was CBS Sports or NBC Sports. I'm not really sure which one it was. But they actually had they let other people make make these you know they had six or seven specialists on and they were they were making the picks. Anyways, the the number two overall, the guy took Tua for the Redskins. He said, "Screw it, I don't care. I can trade Haskins anytime. Tua's my guy." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And then the rest of the draft was insane. So that Just, that threw everything off. Yeah, the first two picks being Burrow and Young has been just locked er, in everybody's sorry, mind. Or, oh, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so the Go first ahead. two overall picks as Burrow number one, Chase Young number two, has been so ingrained in everybody's minds. If that doesn't happen, that throws off everything. Yeah, it's almost like the draft starts at three. 
Yeah, it'd be, it'd be <laughs> right? crazy because then because then there's only one or two first round quarterbacks on the board, and every and everybody is you know up in the air. But but then you have the the Dolphins and the Chargers battling for one quarterback. Yeah, and everybody's in, in people's minds. So I, that could throw a wrench into the whole thing. I've heard about that, and and I think that's where if the if look if the Red Saints are taking calls on on the second overall pick, that could mess up everything. It, it will. It, it will. And it'd be, be great for the Lions. Pure chaos. Great for the Lions. Pure chaos. Um, one thing that so Ian Rappaport on on Twitter he said, um, early fireworks? Question mark. Uh, the Redskins have begun to receive calls from teams interested in trading up to number two overall selection. Sources say they aren't intent on moving out of the pick. Many believe will be OSU defensive end Chase Young. Uh, but they are listening. Teams are laying the groundwork, um, basically just reaffirming what we just talked about. And a couple other names that are worth bringing up: Leonard Fournette and Yannick Nikau. How do you even say that? Nick Gakui on the trade block from the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's just not going well with either of those guys. Leonard Fournette was the fourth overall pick. Been okay. I personally don't. He's, right. he, he's good. He's very good running back, but you can get a much younger. And look, I mean, this was what a couple years ago he was drafted. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with the dude because he's gonna get a paycheck here soon. You're gonna have to pay him out the butt. No, I, I don't want that. You can get somebody that can fill in his role or the role that you need to fill as running back pretty easily in this draft. Um, Nagaku, the the. The edge, the edge guy. He's the, he's their their stud pass rusher. He wants out. He got in a few like a argument on on the Twitter about, hey, I already told you I played my last game. They franchise tag him. Blah blah blah. Yeah, we'll take him. I would take that dude in heart. If you yeah. don't get Chase Young, I say yeah, go yeah. make that move go and get, get this dude right. Uh, just a lot of rumors. You never know what's really real right now. I don't think Leonard Fournette is worth going to get. I agree. He with comes you. with baggage and he hasn't produced. Yeah, he's at, he's been injured and he doesn't he doesn't catch the ball in the backfield. He's not the prototypical running back in today's game. Yep. So what we're going to get into next is we're going to do a little bit of a a quick drop the mock draft game and then we will talk just you know what we want to see. What will what will make us happy? What will hurt us? what will make us break our TV, because I'm sure there's something that will make me break my TV. Um, But we're going to get into that next. It's draft week, and it's very stressful. But we're going to do it anyways. This is going to be really, like, I have a feeling we're all going to change our minds probably, like, 30 or 40 times throughout yeah. this segment, which is pretty typical for me but <laughs> to get you guys to do it. Not I, me. I just make a decision. I stick with it. Are you, <laughs> yeah. you going to start on or off to a? All right. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So I want to do like, let's just very simple draft game here. I, I, was, I thought I was going to be really creative and find some random mock draft, but I, I was just looking for the right one. At, at this point, I just want to know where we are at with the Detroit Lions at number three. If it's chalk, if it's the way it's supposed to be. So so we'll start here. We got Joe Burrow going number one and Chase Young going number two. What in the world do we do with the Lions? Ryan, like, just... 
what Tell we, us when your pick is in is at, what, at number three. This is what we want to happen? This is what... Yeah, I guess. Like, What's going on? Basically, we're just doing the, the draft game. <laughs> and tell me when your pick's in at number oh, my three. Pick, my pick is in. That was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> the Detroit Lions select with a third overall pick. Sorry. Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback out of Ohio State. I still am with this pick. I want... At three. I want him even if it's at three. I think this sets our draft up for success more than any other player picking Okuda. It almost crosses something off the list, and we can move on from here. Secondary. Not yeah. even not even just corners. Secondary, done. Well, we'll get into that we'll later. We'll get into that later. But <laughs> maybe a safety or two. Micah, I mean, <laughs> who do you take for the Lions here? You got Burrow off the board. You got Young off the board. Tell me when your pick's in. The pick is in. With the third overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Jeffrey Okuda. You think that's the best the best guy for him? It is just simply the best guy for Detroit right now. Simply the best. I, it, I, I resonate everything Ryan said. I, I, I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, okay. I, I should be more focused here. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what to do here. I really do not. I mean, at three, like, I, I feel like that's just... What are just you struggling with? Just picking at three in general, which I know we're not supposed to trade. Like, we can't trade, so just take who you want. You don't, exactly. like a, you don't like a cornerback at three. I don't like a cornerback at three. I don't like Akuda at three. I don't like Simmons at three. I don't like Derek Brown at three. I don't like any of these guys at three. I'm so focused on, two on like... <laughs> <laughs> that's the only guy left that you like Like, at I'm three. thinking at three, like, you <laughs> have true. to take a franchise-changing... Player is what I'm. I'm grained to believe that that's what happens. Like that's what you need to do. Then who is it? Pick is in. <laughs> Make him do it. The Make pick. Him do it. We'll the talk to you next week if not no. sooner. The pick is in. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> this is really tough. With, I I don't know. Like I'm, watch him go, Okuda, yeah. with the third overall pick in the 2020. Psalms, State of My Sports mock draft, the Detroit Lions select. Say, uh, oh my! <laughs> this is that tough. I'm gonna just go Akuda. I think Akuda is the way to go. I know it, dude. This is a lot tougher than. It's not that easy though. Like, you're not taking anybody at three. That is what's in my head. Don't take anybody at three unless it's Chase Young. But we'll get into that later. Um, you can bring that down just a little bit. I just, like I just. I don't think Should so. we just cut it? No. I don't know. All right. <laughs> what does that mean? We'll just, keep, we it just, in the, we'll just it. keep it in the background for this whole segment here. For those of you that can't see, which Look. is all of you, Sam is just frustrated. This is so stressful. For losing me. his mind. Like I look, I. So yeah, you need a, a franchise-changing player, right? That's what we're ingrained to believe. Correct. And it should be Tua. It should be. Because a quarterback is the franchise-changing player, you're not getting a you're not getting a cornerback that's going to change your franchise. You're not going to get a linebacker, positionless linebacker that's going to change your franchise. So it should be two at three. It should be Justin Herbert at three. One of those guys. But we already like franchise-changing quarterbacks are for franchises that don't already have a quarterback. The Detroit Lions have a quarterback. They have a top seven quarterback in this league. I think. Could be oh. easily a top five quarterback in this league. That's why he's. That's why taking Tua 
or Justin Herbert is not franchise changing because you're not you're changing your franchise for a negative, not a positive. Okay. So is that fair? Tell me I'm right. I, I, no. <laughs> let's get down to it. Let's get to brass tacks, okay? All right. Somebody Chase, take control of this podcast. Listen, it's Chase, off the wires. Listen, though. Chase Young's not going to be there, right? Yes or no? Allegedly. Okay, allegedly he. <laughs> okay, okay, allegedly he won't be there. But besides Chase Young, there are no other franchise-changing positions besides QB. And at this point, you're looking at let's change the narrative to stud. Then, okay. Okay. Stud. Stud players. There are plenty in the first round. Yeah, and, and I, you have your pick of the litter. And I and I really do believe, and I've said it so many times, but cornerback is one of those positions that I think you can build a defense around. If you have locked down corners, you can play man to man that frees everybody else up to do their thing, to be in a position to win rather than fail. You, you know what I mean? Like if yeah. if 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 a quarterback can just focus in on the quarterbacks on one cornerback that just continuously get gets beat or compared that to the the guy who just takes the wide receiver out of the game that does change a game that changes a game plan and, and one thing that's really nice about our division if you can shut down the number one wide receiver you're sitting pretty darn good especially with the Vikings just getting rid of Diggs. stuff on Diggs. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I mean I mean who are your two best obviously Devontae Adams is your best well they're gonna draft a Wide receiver. I uh, pray to God, yes. <laughs> All <laughs> right, so, so anyways, let's just jump into what we want to happen round one. That's what I want to focus on here. Mike, I, I told you you're, you are more than welcome to just talk about your Packers here because, look, I mean, I wouldn't want to focus on the Packers even if I was doing a <laughs> – like, But you do focus on so, them a lot. You so talk anyways, a lot about them. Uh, yeah, so, so let's, let's just focus on like, – Focus on what we want to happen in the first round. I'm going to start here. I want pick one and two to go as planned, like with Burrow Young. That ideally is what I would like to happen, and the Lions at least trade down to five. That is the key. Find a way to turn one pick into multiple picks and multiple valuable picks. Um, I think if you get the Dolphins, you could get one of their one of their second um I think they have three first-round picks. You can get one of those two or even a second-round pick. We, I would be okay with You're right. I think we need three picks in the first two rounds. I think that would be the key. If three picks in the first two rounds, three picks in the first, what, 40 picks in yeah. the draft? Yeah. That would be huge. If you can get more than that, Bob Quinn, you are going to get Q, no question. Like, Dairy Queen will have nothing on you with the letter Q. Because... Oh, I mean, here seriously, the thing that the Lions need is obviously a bunch of defensive players. We know that, but but if we can get a, a game changing type of player, running back or wide receiver, something in the second round, or even a guard, you know, like a center guard with uh, the the guy out of Michigan, I'm drawing a blank on Caesar Louise. Caesar Louis or Caesar Ruiz. Caesar Ruiz. Yeah, Ruiz, if yeah. we can get. Somebody like that who can change your offense and make something better as an offense, but not have to use one of your planned first or second round picks. Almost like a free pick. I, exactly. Right? It it makes the Lions draft that much better. And I, I it's it's really just an opportunity that the Lions have that we haven't had in a long time in these drafts. Yeah. So we want to capitalize on it. And and the guy that we are talking about taking Akuda or if it's Simmons at number three, or even Derek Brown, if you're a Derek Brown fan, we can get 
that same person at five. At five or, or seven. Six or seven. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, I, I actually – so the mock draft where uh, Chase Young actually fell to the Lions at three, Okuda didn't get it off the board until pick 13 or 14. Okay. So I don't – I wouldn't be mad because I think he fits the Lions scheme. But you're right. If we can add a first or second round pick – to give the the luxury pick that the Lions already have it in a th- in the third round, if we can add that to the second round or even the first round, that that is a game changer. Yeah. All right. So so we'll jump from from what we want to happen to what we really think is going to happen in in the front end of the, this draft. I mean, is there something that stands out to you that she's like, this is the way I think it's going to go, whether it's good or bad or or otherwise? I mean, wh- where are you at with this one? I I just don't buy that teams are considering between two quarterbacks and saying, eh, whoever's left I'll just take as my franchise quarterback. People don't do that. I don't think that's how teams think. I think they, they focus on they want Herbert or they want Tua. And I don't know who thinks they want who, but Tua Tua is a franchise talent. He is a number one overall talent that people have injury concerns with. So I think somebody will get desperate. I really believe that the Lions will trade that pick I think they will drop down to five or six and take Jeffrey Okuda. You think the Lions will? I think the Lions will. Okay. Yeah. I Because because that quarterback risk, nobody wants – and this is my thought, is the Herbert train with the, all the hype around Justin Herbert, I don't buy it. You don't? I, I just don't. I think people really want Tua. I think Herbert's a work in progress. Tua could step in and be a quarterback right away. So I, I kind of fall on that same line. No, I don't actually. Now that I think – <laughs> I I truly believe Chase Young is falling to the Lions. I believe someone is going to trade up for their quarterback, whether it's Tua or Justin Herbert. I lean towards Justin Herbert. I think the Dolphins or the Chargers will move up to number two with the Redskins, switch with the Redskins, and Chase Young will follow the Lions. I really think that's going to happen, and I'm telling you what, I'd be 100% okay with that. I that that's where I really have a hard time balancing this. Like, what do I really want to happen? Do I want Chase Young to fall, or do I want the Lions to capitalize on a valuable third overall pick? I think I'd rather them value like turn the third overall pick into multiple picks. But if Chase Young falls, I'd be one hundred percent okay with it. That's How what I really think. Not be. That's what I really think is going to happen. I think you're getting the best player in the draft at number three, and it's probably a whole bunch of hopium. It, yeah, I, I probably had hopium. <laughs> Uh, mu- muffins earlier this morning. I don't know, um, <laughs> but well, did you? I mean, you're the one who could tell us that. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's what I really think is going to happen. I'm like, I'm curious what you think is going to happen in the first, you know, five to seven picks here with with the Lions as the focus, obviously. Uh, wow, you put me on the spot. I I think that Okuda is just going to be the pick at three. I, Absolutely. I, I think it's set in stone, to be honest. Okay. But you don't think they're going to trade back? <clears throat> I, I don't see. It's hard for me to see teams like the Dolphins or the Chargers trading up with the Lions to get that QB. I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to trade with someone else. Yeah. All right. I, so, I, I just I, I think that Okuda's sitting there and the Lions are going to take them. All right, so what about for your Packers? So let's, let's kind of go down the list here. Like, what what do you want to happen for your Packers? Who are, are they, thir- 30th overall? Is that correct? 30, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're 30th overall. Uh, what I want to have happen, I mean, out of 
I don't know. I I I want to see Justin Jefferson. Okay. Yeah, it's that that's just. So you want a playmaker? Oh, big playmaker. I I I think that's that that would be huge. I mean, yeah, it would be great to get a second rounder like Devontae. I don't see that happening unless we get to a best case scenario where yeah. where say they they trade out of the first round and they pick up a guy like Jalen Rigger out okay. of TCU and then pick up a linebacker later that round. I like Jalen Rigger. Yeah. I think he's a good he, – T. Higgins is has some hype around him too. People question his speed. But T. Higgins is a popular pick in the first round, late first round kind of. So yeah. I, I almost feel like the Packers might take T. Higgins, but I don't think – I think uh, I, th- I think Jalen Rigger would be the better pick. Yeah. yeah you, you could say that, but, you know, when people look at his tape from – this past year, it's it's terrible, but he had nobody throwing to him. That QB room at TCU was terrible, but the Packers are known to usually go best man available, given it fits their needs, and their needs are clearly wide receiver, linebacker, and interior defensive lineman. It, it just okay. for the record, I don't think Justin Jefferson falls to the Packers. I think his stock has gone up after his forty time was in the four fours. Nobody really expected that. So he outperformed what people expected yep. with that speed. Yep. And he, I think he's going to go higher in the first it, it, I mean, it, it's, it's a very selfish thing. I mean, yeah, that's what I want to have happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, Justin Jefferson, that, that would be great. I mean, 1,500-plus yards, well, 18 I was, touchdowns. Yeah, I was hoping he would fall to the Lions in the second round. I just That'd don't be, see it anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, so what is your break-your-TV moment? Is it is it basically, let's say – one of these three quarterbacks have, end up falling, and they start looking to the future and take a quarterback. Is that basically no. the only thing that would piss you off the most, or what, or is there something else? No, I, I, I don't see that happening. I, I, I don't. So it would break your TV, close. though, right? Well, yeah, that would break my TV, but that's not even realistic. So a realistic. Well, I mean, it happened with Favre right around the same age. So why, why is it unrealistic? Right around the same pick, too. What, what, Aaron Rodgers is older than Favre was when the yeah. pick was taken. Right, I understand. At, at at this point, I don't see them taking a QB. I just don't. I don't either. I, 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 don't, either. I, see I them, don't either. I'm just, I see was... them taking a QB in the next one or two years. Absolutely. But, I mean, my break-the-TV moment, I, I don't know. I guess it would probably be – it would probably be – defensive line even though we need it i i just don't think there's anyone that's i don't know game changing right. I, I mean the, the at name that, that at that part of the draft yeah prob- probably not no I, yeah. I think you have to go wide receiver because it's so deep it could be game changing yeah so that's my argument so is there a break the tv moment for you ryan like if the lions do this Derek brown furious <laughs> at three if they take Derek brown at three i would be so mad i just don't think he will change the lions defense at all yeah it's, I, I think the, the one for me is is if young falls and you already traded out of that spot or you don't take them so just i mean set the record straight these picks are almost always conditional they have True. conditions in place yep. before so they'll they'll agree to a, a, a trade, trade yeah conditionally if 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 he is not there if our guy is not there then this trade it will happen oh, okay and they agree and they sign all the papers and no but if but if Chase Young is there which would almost guaranteed be the case they would put that as part of the conditions 
to be met. If he is there, then they get to keep their pick and they they okay. take their guy. Yeah. All right. So then, so what's your what's your best case scenario here? I mean, is it trading down, getting getting Okuda or Simmons? Yes. And I, adding, e- adding even down. over Chase Young. I think Young. that's the the safe. That's that's what we're all hoping for. Yeah. Lions even fans, right? even over Chase Young because I know last year I was saying that we're one pass rusher away. Uh, I. I'm going to admit that I'm wrong with that. We need we need talent. I think we have some talent on the on the defensive side, but they can't work. They can't operate and show their talent unless all the groups are working together. So I think we're we need just more help overall. So my ideal situation since Chase Young will not go any farther, drop any farther than 3 yeah. is to trade down, get the extra pick in the first round. And then we have our choice with some really talented guys later in the first round. Yeah, you know, I, I think best case scenario for me is is almost a double trade down. I think if you can trade down from three to five with the Dolphins, and then you somehow convince either Carolina or the Chargers that they need to move up to five to get their quarterback, that would be ideal. You're adding, let's say, a second first round pick, and then you're adding, let's say, the Chargers second round pick. I, Boom! That is right there, franchise changing. I don't so, know if you can make it happen. So I'm okay because it I'm, takes two to tango. I I'm, get that. <laughs> that's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> the only way I'm okay with that is if we still get Okuda or Simmons. And I think you'd still be able to get him. I, I'm not sure about if you fall down to Carolina. You won't get Simmons. You might though, because think about you got another quarterback going off. The Carolina board as well. would take Simmons. Carolina, Carolina's might be the one trading up though. Yeah. Okay. To take a quarterback. New coach. New philosophy. New coach, new coach, new philosophy. They need a quarterback. They're not going to rely on yeah, who, do they, who, who do they even have at quarterback right now? Well, they just signed uh, the dude they used to play out of Minnesota. It was the Saints last year. Oh, yeah, Teddy. Teddy right. Bridgewater. That, that is, but it, it just doesn't feel like a long-term plan Yeah. In, in my opinion. No, I agree so. with you. I just, I, I, I'm only okay with trading back if we can get Simmons or Okuda. Okuda. Okay. All right, so then we, we pretty much already went through the worst-case scenario. Um, you know, I, I just think the overall goal of, of this draft here is, is basically, you know, turn this val- this number third pick into as much value as you can, whether it's a franchise-changing player or multiple players that can be starters next year. I think that's the key. Um, we have some really good he, depth in this draft for, for defensive ends to yeah. get after the quarterback. Okay. And... Chase Young is obviously the wild card here, but I I think we can address the needs that the Lions have later on in the draft and get some really talented guys to be game changers early on. Okay. Yeah, and and I just look at it as, I mean, you're going to get a very good player no matter what, whether you're at three or five, seven, unless you really screw this thing up and take the wrong guy. Yeah. I mean – I don't see a whole lot that I'm going to be angry about, but I don't know. Man. It's, still, it's still just scary because it is so the Lions, yeah. and we've messed it up before. You have an opportunity here to, to, you know, create a lot of depth in, on this roster. I think the key with this draft is don't mess it up in the first round, but then focus on the second. Because if if we can get some of these big pass rushers – Defensive linemen, interior guys, uh, even safeties. I mean, I, I, Xavier McKinney and Grant Delpit are the two safeties that are the big names. But yeah. then the, the, the guy who's just flying up draft boards right now is uh, 
Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah. Out of Minnesota. Yep, I've heard that. Name I have a lot. looked at his tape so many times now at this point. I think he's a game changer, man. Can I think, you get him in second, second, mid second? Not mid second. No, he he's the the latest on him is going in the first round, like later in the first round, okay. in the twenties. If he falls, to so say twenty five, Xavier McKinney or in, or Antoine Winfield Jr. If either one of those two guys, Xavier McKinney's out of out of Alabama, if those two guys fall to the second round, I think you just have to get that guy. So trade up. Uh, well, I mean, third, from the second, we, to the... we have the third pick in the second round as well. So I think yeah. he would probably end up still being there. Okay. Um, Grant Delpit. The more I watch on him, the less I like him because he just doesn't tackle. Okay. He's got all kinds of athleticism, but he doesn't tackle. It, the numbers actually show that he's missed like a quarter of his tackles, tackle opportunities, hmm. and that would just drive as a fan that would drive me crazy if he just doesn't if he just doesn't tackle anybody. Yeah. Especially in the safety position, right? Yeah, yeah. That but, but he's that got a lot of talent. Case. He's fast. He can guard. He can intercept the ball. He had a great 2018, just not a very good 2019. So he's a prima donna corner, basically in the yeah. NFL. <laughs> All right, right. So what I want to do before we before we jump jump over to our our beer grades, um, is there a sleeper player that you're just like third round or later if he's available? That's who I want my team to take. Micah, do you have one for us? Yep. All right. Ben Bredesen out of Michigan. Offensive line needs to be. You're talking about for the Packers. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They Any, need to anybody. Be, I th- I agree with you. This is a good one. They need to be tended to in the in the upcoming years. So, yep. Ben Bur- Ben Bredesen. And he's a he's a big body who played tackle for a long time. So yep. he's got the feet for it. Wasn't yep. the best. I'm not going to say he was a very good tackle. He wasn't the best tackle. But when they moved him to guard, he took off. Yeah. Six, so six foot five, three hundred fifteen pounds. Big Wisconsin boy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be a good one. Hopefully you guys don't get them, but <laughs> hopefully you guys forget to just submit your picks. I hope Wisconsin has bad Wi-Fi that day so you guys can't get your picks in. Yeah. You just miss out on all of them. <laughs> Not happy. That would make me really happy. They just miss it and the Lions get it to take <laughs> That's it. best case scenario. <laughs> all right, Ryan, is there a sleeper player that uh, you – actually, I know that you have. Yeah, let me list names. like 20 of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Third round or later. Third rounder later. All right. I think with pass rush, defensive end, because that we need we need to address that at some point. If Josh Uche falls to third rounder later, that would be a great pickup to me. I think he has so much athletic ability and just speed to get around tackles. And really athletic, untapped athleticism and untapped potential that he didn't really get to show off in Michigan because he was a part-time player. And I think Michigan fell in love with guys like Kalik Hudson a little bit too much probably and didn't give guys like Josh Uche, who was a game-changer, enough reps. And so I think he's he's somebody that I, I would have a hard time I, – I would love if the Lions took because I think he's got a lot of potential there. Bradley and I out of Utah, he's a production guy. If we can get him in the fourth, fifth round, he I mean, he had like 13 and a half sacks last year for Utah. And he's got great hands. And, and really, those two for the senior bowl, Josh Uche and Bradley and I were the two standouts to me. When I started watching that tape, they both were working at the same time, and they were constantly putting pressure on the quarterback. It was it was good to see, and I, I like both of them. I like that. I'm going to go super deep, though. Okay, yeah, those go for it. Even my go guy. for it. Derek Tuska out of North Dakota State University. Nobody's hearing about this guy. I get it. I just randomly found it on YouTube. He's got a really good highlight film if you want to look at that. <laughs> he 
absolutely dominated lesser competition. But I, I, you look at him, he's super athletic. He's like 6'4", uh, like 240, really, really fast. He's got great hands. He's he's one of those like white guys who has really long hair from North Dakota. So I just feel like he's a scrapper and really good. Yeah. Like every time I see a, a linebacker, a white linebacker with long hair, I just think they're good. Yeah, AJ Hawk. Yeah, exactly. Clay Matthews. Yeah, Clay all Matthews. those guys. Basically on the Packers, so I, I should yeah. stop talking about him. <laughs> yeah, but, right. <laughs> but I think I think he's one of those guys that just because he wasn't playing for a big program doesn't mean you're not an, uh, an elite athlete. And, and he looks like it to me. He looks like an elite athlete. Isn't that and, where Carson Wentz went? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wentz Carson went? Wentz and his brother. Really? Who, who I played baseball against, but anyways. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for mine, I, I'm going to go more of like I, – I like both years there, not not so much for the Packers, but um, I'm, I'm going to go more of a uh, you know explosive playmaking type position. I'm going to go running back. I'm going to go with Cam Akers here. Uh, he's a running back out of Florida State. He's 5'10", 217 pounds. Um, coming out of high school, he's the number three recruit nationally, number two running back. Um, he has skill and was just on a bad – Florida State football team, absolutely terrible, bad offensive line, bad team in general, and he was still put up really big numbers. Um, so I mean, his numbers are there. He had two thousand eight hundred seventy-five yards over the course of his of his career, three years, um, but thirty-four touchdowns. That right there is is massive to me. He had eighteen touchdowns last year. I love that. He likes scoring. Love it. Um, basically, so his 40-yard dash was 4.47, broad jump 122 inches. Um, but so this was his, his little his little read up on, on NFL.com. Um, for his strengths, he's compact, rocked up, built with powerful legs. He played behind a subpar run blocking and often found his own production. Tough finisher, who's able to shed arm tackles and balance through contact. Wicked open field spin move. I, I don't really care how about spin Wicked. move. But um Super. instinctive runner. So so basically like like he has the talent. I want that on my team. And if you can get him in third, fourth round, see ya. You're running to the podium. Love it. You're you're making your running back room that much better right there. Like I'm running back's the, the type of position that's like you can tell when there's studs young. And it's all about what's in front of them moving forward. If you have a bad, like if he had, if he had Clemson's offensive line in front of him, he would be Swift, right? Swift, no Swift, Georgia. Swift Georgia. Sorry, yeah. yeah, sorry, I apologize. The other, the Clemson guy went back to school. But so, so if you have Georgia's offensive line, <laughs> Swift, you are Swift yeah. or better. Yeah, right. J.K. So, Dobbins. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins. Same thing, dude. It's garbage. That's who I want at three or in the third round. Hopefully we get a second. Hopefully our second third round pick. Can can I throw out some names for wide receivers? Yeah, I'll, yeah, go, I'll just basically list. I them I feel off like wide receiver is a perfect one. Yeah. For, for when you're talking about because I didn't yeah, even I didn't even touch on it, but I I like Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota. Yep. I really like Antonio Gandy Golden out of Liberty. I haven't heard of yeah, him. Yeah, he's like a th- heard of him. maybe fourth <laughs> round ish. Not that. Uh, <laughs> Donovan Peoples Jones. I know I just trashed him last week, <laughs> but. If he drops to the f- like something like the crazy fourth round, let's say our second, third round pick, even, even from third, the, even third round, yeah, but like third or fourth round, I think it'd be hard not to take him. Yeah, just because he he was in a an really just let's be honest, a terrible offense for him to be showcased, yep. and 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 I think he could in the right system 
with Matthew Sa- I'm I'm thinking specifically Stafford. I think he'd fit in pretty well. KJ Hill, I love the production. I think if you're a route runner in the NFL, you will be good. Yep. You don't have to be fast. You don't have to be explosive. You don't have to break tackles. You need to run routes. Where's he out of again? Can you remind Ohio, me? Ohio State. Ohio State. Okay. Yep. He can I, run, had, he can I run actually routes. had him originally, too, and then I, I – yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Devin KJ DuVernay, we talked about Devin DuVernay from Texas. Good athlete. I think kind of the same as K.J. Hill, maybe a little less in my mind. James Prochet, we also brought him up. I think he's a good sleeper. SMU, right? Yes, SMU. No, Somebody that nobody is talking about at all is Daryl Stewart. Junior out of Michigan State. Michigan State. I think he is too dude. You could good of an get athlete. him. I haven't seen him on draft. Nothing. You could get him in right now. He's projected sixth or seventh round. Right now he's projected sixth round to undrafted. I think he's do way not better let him, than like that. that's when the Lions need to be like you're not taking a garbage seventh round pick out of nowhere. You like take this guy and be like, hey, we're gonna stash him I because think, I think I, I agree with you. On I that. think he's good. He's a great athlete and, a, and he makes some crazy catches. Time to wrap up episode 51. But before we do, I want to remind everyone again that although you cannot sit at the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown. They're open Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., so you can continue to support them by purchasing crowlers, growlers, gift cards, and merchandise. They have great beer and a great staff that we need to support now more than ever. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020. And if you mention State of My Sports, you get a dollar off your crowler. Or three dollars off your growler. Phil. Boom. It's worth oh. it. That is how we in mix into our beer grades for the night. Somebody take it over. Somebody go. Micah. I don't care who. Tonight I'm drinking from Creston Brewery Bocanan Hazy New England IPA. I it's good. Um I don't want to take anything away from Creston. They're they're great neighborhood brewery people down there in the uh, Creston neighborhood. Um, I, it was a good beer. It's definitely a fancy can. It, it's it's a fancy can. Um, I, I I was expecting more juice. I guess I, I got more of a of a basic IPA to it rather than juicy. So I'm gonna go with a six point eight. Six eight. Okay. Six eight. Ryan, remind everybody what you're drinking. Yeah, Oberon Ale from uh, Bell's Brewery. In that's Kalamazoo. kind of their. That's their big one. Like that's the one that everybody knows, right? Well, no, too hard. No, too hard. Too hard. Yeah, you're right. All right. Yeah, America's beer. Yeah, too hearted. Sorry, sorry, Bell's. but but Oberon is, is definitely up there. Um, you know, it's it's a really good beer. Uh, it's a wheat beer, which isn't your go. It's it's just not my style. Yeah, I I can't give it a high grade because I really don't like it that much. But <laughs> so I don't. But out of wheat beers, I I do think like I would prefer this over others. Um, I'm gonna get a a six five. All right. Luckily, the hops is here to save the day. Yeah. With their double IPA. See how it rhymed there? That was good. I didn't mean to. But. Yeah. How All right. Many so of those big cans have you had tonight? This is just my only big can tonight. Um, the double, it's 8.5% alcohol, and I feel every every percent of that. Um, very, very <laughs> solid. This is a really good. 8.5? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a really good double. 
It, like, it is usually I don't like doubles because it's it's the wrong hops. Whatever hops they're using in this one, I couldn't tell you what it is. It's the right hops. That's not so like. It's it's not so much on the tongue. You know what I'm saying when I'm saying that. It's really easy to drink. It's an easy, and it's, and it's good, oh. good flavor for yes. a double. It's almost like a juicy IPA, even though it's not. But it, the double, oh man! This will is, you be doubling down? I will double down on the eight five, and I'm gonna go with it eight nine. <laughs> That's not really doubling down. <laughs> man, I love math. <laughs> I mean, I can't go nineteen. Uh, Seventeen, <laughs> not nineteen. No, I'll just. 17. I don't. I don't know. You, I got nervous when you said that. I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to answer the question. It's eight and a half times two. You you could answer nineteen and see how drunk you are. <laughs> answer sixteen. Eight nine though. Eight nine. No, probably not eight nine. I'm gonna go with eight five. Yeah, that's a good grade. Eight five is where it's going. Yeah. Eight five. I like eight five. It. It's a really good beer. I'm really happy with this double IPA. Good. It, you were very happy with it. Yeah, I've been smiling. Like this is the most I've smiled in the last <laughs> since last Tuesday. <laughs> I think it's just a nervous smile with the draft coming up, though. Yeah. It's like, oh man. It's like that fake smile, super nervous. So I don't know what we're gonna do for the draft, but I'm hoping that we can all get together and and watch it, or maybe we'll jump on the Facebook Live at points I, for for yeah. the for the. For the picks and yeah, stuff. we'll do something like that. We should try sure. to do that. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. At we least should. get our reactions. We'll interact with you. Yeah. So when they take Derek Brown at three, we can all just like <laughs> break our TV. Break the TV. <laughs> Maybe we should go to my parents for this in case I break their TV. <laughs> oh, it's already broken. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. Peace. See when things go naturally